Hello and welcome to Gamer's Table, a podcast discussion of tabletop role-playing games, war games, movies, books, and various other game-related topics. Be warned, this show contains explicit material that may not be suitable for all audiences. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Table. My name is Eric. This is Mike. This is Dan. This is Jason. And I'm Sean. This week we're going to talk about combat-heavy games or adventures and things like that. Versus Role-playing nights versus combat right, nights. Versus combat nights. Which do you prefer? And uh, what games do you think are more combat-oriented versus more role-play? Uh, off the top of my head, I think that... A good mix is what you really want, but more, some games you just really don't want to get into combat. Even in some games where it's a good mix, some people prefer lots of combat versus story or puzzles or things like that. Wh- which do you guys prefer? Well, I'd have to prefer no combat at all. What? It's that uh, that's that low rent GMing <laughs> keeps coming up. Well, or yeah, okay, as a as a game master or as a player, that that could be. Oh, okay. You know what? What would you prefer? Blood and gore. Well, usually uh, the more planning the more uh, role play that goes into an adventure the less you should need combat combat uh, is just useful in maybe bridging the uh, the low points where uh, maybe the adventure gets a little dull or- are, are you saying that uh, if during one of your games if we devolve into combat it's because we weren't role playing well enough well usually I can push you into <laughs> you guys suck. wow we do that a lot <laughs> roll initiative you guys suck yeah, we fight a lot <laughs> no it, ideally every you're saying it's more uh, a lack of planning otherwise. Well, depends on the game. Let's just go with D&D. No, I like this bashing game. Jason part. It's good. What? <laughs> how does it become bashing me? I don't, I don't know. know. That's how I interpret it. Because you roleplay bad. He obviously was not talking about me. I think I roleplay pretty good. It's the rules I don't understand. Well, and you don't understand the social rules as and, as, and also the... What do you mean the social rules? So, you know, like, uh, <laughs> all right, t- tell me the... the Social rules of what do you need for diplomacy? Uh, a good charisma. And um, and what does diplomacy do? Diplomacy allows you to negotiate a good deal. Do you know when to use diplomacy over, say, bluff? Yeah, when I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one right. has a better bonus. Okay, now that's D. <laughs> Usually it's whichever one Mike lets us use. But that's D&D. What about other games? Like, um, you've never played Vampire. Vampire's a very social game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're not really wanting to get into combat because combat can be pretty brutal depending on what you're fighting. If it has aggravated damage, which means nothing to Jason. but yeah, it would, not a freaking thing. I don't know what that essentially means. Essentially, your aggravated damage is you can't heal it. They don't know that. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, don't, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Sure. So, I mean... I helped write the book. Those werecanthropes, they'll you up. <laughs> let me Let me put it this way. It's having a system where you have damage you can heal and damage you cannot. And a lot of damage in yeah, Vampire... Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, and in Vampire, regular weapons and things like that do regular damage. But, you know, like in, like if you're a werewolf and you get hit by silver, it's called aggravated damage and you cannot heal that. It's combat... Is that it, like a wooden a vampire with a wooden stake? You can't heal that? Of, werewolves... Unless atta- he drinks Sookie's blood. <laughs> I drink Snook- Sookie's blood. Snookie's blood? Sookie. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> You don't, you don't want the herp. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so I'd just like to point out, I think that's the first Snooky reference. <laughs> Thank God. It, it only took us like 16 yeah, episodes. Let's hope it's the last. And apparently they're going to Italy in this next season. Uh, that can only work out well. Because they want to go back to their roots. Well, that's already recorded. I, I read today that some American tourists were present while they were recording. And I don't know why we're still talking about this. It's <laughs> a tangent. It's compelling. <laughs> but uh, apparently now Italians believe that that's how all Americans behave. Of course they do. Never mind the fact that they're Italian-Americans. Well, well, anything that feeds into the stereotypes people already believe, they're going to be more inclined to believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say, I mean, at, at this table, closest to the Jersey Shore would be Sean. He's most like the situation, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? I no clue. Edit all that. Let's take no, all that out. That's all gold. <laughs> no truth. Yeah. All right, I have a new angle on it. Um, the more people you have at the game table, the more combat, I think, fills the time. Yeah. When you have a lot of people, you just can't do the role play because there's not enough time to concentrate on individual subplots and whatnot. Somebody's going to get made the star of the show and somebody yeah. else is going to get relegated right. back to being a supporting Well, you can only player. have so many main characters in a story That's before true. it just gets right. too hard to deal right. with. I mean, it was always easier in a small group. I know I've I've gone to the shop a few times and played with, and there's a lot of guys. And it's fun. I mean, we're still having a good time. But as far as role-playing goes, it's definitely not role-playing. It's it's dice rolling. That's the yeah. I, I'm, I guess for me, it's kind of a, it's a catch-22 because all the games that I want to play combat in are the ones that you really don't because you die. Such as? Aces and Eights and Shadowrun. Well, those, are, those, to yeah. me, are probably my two favorite combat systems. Yeah. And it's very likely that you will come out dead. Aces and Eights is, uh, for those of you... We, we bought that game based on the shot clock combat system because right. yeah, right. it was so cool. I had, right. I had done the... It was the a shootout. Demo. That's yeah. the word. It was, it was, yeah, it was the shootout demo. Yeah, and that was that was pretty cool. I mean, and we, and and based we on that, yeah, we yeah. all were yeah. we all signed up for the regular game. Played again. I totally broke my character. Yeah. and killed everyone. You, well, yeah. you, broke, you broke the rules because I remember one of the uh, I, I, game around around okay. Yeah, one of the, the creators of the game said, "Yeah, we hadn't thought of that. Just make it cost one more." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I found a rata. Uh, I believe, yeah, yes, oh, you cool. Did. Yes, right. you found a loophole. You cool. found a deuce hole. Good job, you power games. <laughs> I that's think, a that's a great game. Yes, now, is. how how bizarre is that that Jason found a loophole in rules? Yes, it was the last that, rules that he is, read. That is rather uh, ironic. <laughs> oh, because I, I don't I never know the rules in <laughs> any system we play. Right, right, right. And, and also, how ironic that I would pick one of the most complicated games as far as combat systems yeah, go to run myself, which <laughs> I never actually ended up technically run. I ran the story. I'm er- looking Eric, forward to uh, Eric ran the crunch. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Hackmaster because Hackmaster, the new edition, kind of incorporates that that shot. It clock uh, kind of it, it kind of does. Um, yeah, so that's a big shout out to uh, Kinzer. Yeah, so I think that um, as com- complicated combat systems go, that has to be the most complicated. I mean, you've got everything broken down to tenths of a second, right? And you have you're actually going your initiative passes are going at tenths of a second. It's really hard to slow your mind down. Oh yeah, enough definitely to do that. I enjoy well, that because you have two. You have your movement timeline right. and your action timeline. Yeah, and so you're moving them independently. Yeah, it's very very you're, complicated. You're walking. Slow Slash running while you're drawing, drawing a gun and firing and picking your nose whatever it's, it's like just a ridiculous. John Woo movie yeah it is it's like it's like bullet time they awesome. I think they could port that to a mu- 
modern or near future quote unquote, I always, I always run that would be insane. I always toyed with the, yeah you would yeah I can't wait yeah. to see this yeah I, I always toyed with the idea of doing a fantasy game based using that combat system oh my god so I think yes the the problem with it is like you said or, or like you said Mike the more people you have involved the more combat takes up your entire time you you can't be the star of the show in a social game like you can't make everybody the star of the show in a social game and i understand that too but in combat if the more people you have the more it takes up all of your time if you got a four-hour block we've seen this in con games just any game they are so focused on getting you through the story that combat slows everything down to the point where they don't want you to interact they just gloss right over it they gloss right over everything where we enjoy the interaction and, and interacting with npcs in that uh in that aces and eights game we played i made the piano player for what was effectively just a shootout simulation yeah right. i don't think you got off the piano either i, I, I think i blew your brains out before you got <laughs> you off got, the piano it's like the flash you like <laughs> poof appeared shot him and then moved on but the, his i gun was the, too, like I the third guy he had shot <laughs> in like four seconds yeah and i think i started in the outhouse too <laughs> yeah. uh so, no you ended in the outhouse. no but there I, as i recall there was a there was a guy in the outhouse who was who had took the uh the flaw death or oh, rolled up right, the flaw, yeah. and he didn't know the fight was even going on. I he, killed. I killed him in the outhouse. He was walking out of the outhouse, had no clue that anybody had been shooting. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and we'll go into that character creation system in another episode. I want to do. I want to do that just as one whole podcast is making characters for that game because yeah. it's the best. It's well, the best. I, I know in Shadowrun we could spend a couple sessions just planning. And the planning in in terms of actual in-game time could be a week or two of gathering all of our resources and putting all of our pawns in place. Right. And then we would actually go to do the run, and that would take months. One night of work could take us many weeks or a month or two. Yeah, just depending how often part. we played, right? We had, we had combat sessions that lasted several sessions. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah, there was plenty of times where that's one of the reasons why, and we always talk about uh, in Shadowrun where we'd end up doing like oh, you know, all nighters because everybody was waiting for the end for the combat to be over with so they could go to Dante's or do something <laughs> like that. So and that's why we ended up playing so damn late was because the combat took so long. Now on the other side of that, you have fast combat systems. I think D and D's used to be a fast combat system. I'm gonna say yeah. Mutants and Masterminds is a nice fast yeah. combat system. Yeah, yeah I, I would say yes to that. It's done definitely simpler it's very yeah. streamlined um that that to me that's a not that's a bad a, i don't mean simple in a bad way either. no no simple is the right way yeah. but yeah, uh, it's uh, the fear of death is kind of out the window when it comes to mutants and masterminds when you're well when you're playing a superhero game it shouldn't be that bad so you know but well i think that tone is set by the uh, game master too i mean i don't i know disrespect to mike he's not a killer dm you are so no, you know it's the nature of, <laughs> it's the nature of the comic genre that you want to play we could play the boys and people could be dropping left and right you know <coughs> right or but we're using lethal sky damage. high and right the right. game as designed though is not supposed to be right. one of these but, lethal right combat but systems. like they want combat to speed along like the henchman rules where you know you just take out a peripheral oh, yeah. 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 Minion, minion rules yeah, the yeah minion, minion rules. rules so okay role playing though character development for a, a hack and slash game i mean that's the more accepted term for combat heavy hack and slash game character development and character interaction is pretty much at a minimum your average con game is a hack and slash game fourth edition D&D is more of a 
hack and slash game than it ever used to be. And that's because of you know you've got all the powers, you've got the car, you know, power cards and all that's that stuff even like that. Promote it now. Yeah, well, and it's it. That's weak. I, just like what Aaron says, it's and I think you've mentioned it too. It would make a great skirmish tabletop game because you you can play it that way. You don't even really need the role playing anymore. I mean, the only reason you have role playing is you choose to inject it. So has D and D evolved or devolved? Because I know it started. I'm as, saying devolving. Yeah, their yeah. new thing that they premiered at Gen Con, I think it's called Lair Assault or something like that, and uh, it's kind of an offshoot of their Encounters system. And now the point of it is it's a a battle, just in like another counter that they set up. Except in this one, you get to keep trying at it until you beat it or something that affects like, it. And it's like you reset. It's almost like playing a video game. You know, mm-hmm. oh, if you don't beat it the first time, well, reset. We could take a pure combat simulation. You, we could take Warhammer tabletop, Warhammer 40k tabletop. And we could make a role-playing game out of it. Well, I'm just saying that's not how it's promoted. Well, they got to try something. Then you got to get their numbers up. Mm-hmm. I think they should. I think Hasbro. It's Hasbro, right? Yeah. I think Hasbro should just sell them to uh, Paizo. You're right. You're right. Paizo D and D is definitely more role-play geared, more fluff is put into their writing and whatnot, and their events. And I think at this point, Paizo would be fools to even buy them. Oh, they've got a good thing. Exactly with with Pathfinder. I so. think the only the only thing good that could come from it would be the game worlds and the being able to use those game worlds for their products. Yeah. But if their stuff know, if their stuff's already flying, the the Paizo people are kind of rabid. Yeah, I think they yeah. would probably there would be a backlash if they tried to do anything non Pathfinder at this point in time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. they're kind of painted into a corner right now. But they're doing it well. That, they're well, do, they're, they're, they haven't branched out and done other things either. They're painting so. with unicorn blood. You know, they're doing everything right. <laughs> Let me get a buck out of that. Unicorn it's not blood. cheap. It's not cheap. Sean, you really haven't weighed in on. Yeah, shut up, Sean. Well, combat or role play? What do you What do you prefer? Combat. I like the good slash. Like the blood. I, base I, base I like, urges, apparently. I don't like too much combat, like you said, where you go into a combat and die, and i got to make a new character in a half an hour. You know, I like a good combat, but I like to live through it. So, <laughs> Why do you have to make a new character? You just erase the name and say this is his brother. Right. The second. Let me put it this way, though. A, a combat game where there is no fear of death. No, no, no. I want to fear death. So, so there has to be that risk. Yes. Which I've played characters in a, you know, like Shadowrun, where you, you're going to, it's very high combat, but I can play that and still make my character live through it. Because, I mean, it's just, I, I guess it's how, how you play that character it's called in running. those. Just admit it. You run. Yeah, I run. You coward. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called Shadowrun. This is true. He has a very profound uh, point. Broken arrow. <laughs> okay. But, all right. So, like like we said before, there are some games that are more geared towards fighting and some not. Um, some games kind of try and mix it together. Call of Cthulhu is a game that you probably really shouldn't fight most of the things in the creature list. Because you get eaten. In Call of Cthulhu, you just shouldn't leave the house. <laughs> no, Pretty they'll much. come and get you in the house. Well, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it really doesn't matter where you go. Missile silo. I think I think they'll even go there. Really? So, it, it's one of those things that's where... That's characters end up eating a bullet. Space. Missile silo, no. How about space? Lingering disease. And this year at Gen Con, Deuce's friends all got together for a side game, and it was Call of Cthulhu. We ran it, and we played for about a good five or six hours and when we were finished the game master said hey this was a good session because only two people died I don't think I've ever had that happen before. Usually everybody dies, and that's just the way that game is set up. You're set up. There is no long-term Call of Cthulhu campaigns because... They don't last that long. They don't last that long. Yeah, games like you're going crazy. Good for one-offs. Fast. You know, we're, yeah. we're doing this, and that's why this they're, one night. Yeah, that's why they're good con 
games. Call of Cthulhu is a good con game. I would love to run a long-term Call of Cthulhu game, but I, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out how to <laughs> like keep rotating characters in. No, we all play <laughs> inmates in an insane asylum. <gasps> You're already insane. We're already in. There's a lot you could do with that. I'm a genius. Yes, Jason. That's, again, that's probably too much like a prison game. It and, would be like 12 Eric, monkeys. Eric doesn't do prison I don't, stuff. I, yeah, I don't, I, prisons aren't, aren't my forte. I will keep their mind. We'll keep the prison. <laughs> <laughs> or you don't watch prison TV shows. No, I don't watch anything. No, no. no. Oh, yeah, I can't do that. Oz. Caged, caged oh, heat. God. <laughs> Sorry. That's immediately where my mind goes. Of course. Caged heat. Of course, he goes to the one where there's gay sex. <laughs> yeah. Gay du- Sorry, gay dude you sex. You know, I still can't see those, I'm doing gay those actors sex. in other movies and not refer to that. So I, I never watched it, so I don't know. <laughs> I hate those actors. So, wow. We're working through some issues. Yes. Sometimes you got to work through some stuff. Well, you know, why do we role play? (laughs) If not to work through some issues. Yeah. So, but there, sometimes, I mean, some of our our better, we've mentioned this before when it came to role play versus. I'm going to say, I think I know where you're going. I'm going to say, as a general rule, our most memorable moments are never combat. No. And we've mentioned that before in a previous episode. Sure. Oh, yeah. uh, Well, uh, I, I know for me, role playing. With, especially with Mike, not so much with you, because, I mean, we really don't usually get into these type of things. But I know that Brian and I, and some of you other guys too, I'm sure, at, at some point you role play into a, a situation where your character is involved in a romantic situation. That means that at some point you're flirting with Mike. You're on a date. Why you got to go there? Mike. I'm just saying. Why you got to go there? Yeah, I'm just saying. It, it was, it was always it was hard. That's the monkey in the back of the room. <laughs> it was hard for me. I know it was especially hard for Brian. And I, and I used to sit back and watch because. You know, usually you're all in a room together while this is going on. Right. And I would sit back and watch Brian while he's while he's doing this. And <laughs> Brian is he's really getting into the, his role as his character. And it takes a second for Brian to realize what he's doing. And it, I just I loved watching that look on his face when it dawned on him. Oh my God, I'm flirting with Mike. <laughs> Job well done. Mike, and he'd want to go outside and you know throw the football around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's got a cigarette? Uh, let's go beat each other with baseball bats for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling issue. Rolling, Rolling issue. <laughs> yes, to ease the sexual tension, nish, let's, nish. Uh, let's have an attack. And, and I, know, I know, I know, I've brought that up before, but I, I love that story. So, and who knew that the the combat uh, oriented show title would also be the homophobic <laughs> slash homo- <laughs> podcast slash fic. <laughs> ah. Well, I have a. Kind of a question along the lines of the topic. Uh, what would you prefer in a game? I don't care. A lot of combat or just one really bloody battle? Oh, I think that would be better, yeah. I like alternating. I like role-playing night, then followed by a combat night. Role-playing night, I like going back and forth. It keeps both of them fresh to me. I, I think what we're doing now, it, it seems to be what we do now is... Yeah, that's that's why we, it's this campaign, I think, is There, really there are some nights where we're combat-heavy and some other nights where we're role-play-heavy, but there's other nights where it's a good mix of both. You know, it I think depends on how long the podcast runs. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a good point. I'm I'm talking maybe over the course of string together several hours. Do you want to do like a dungeon crawl where it's battle, battle, battle? No, I prefer one big story, story, story. Yeah. One big battle, story, right. big battle. So I like dungeon crawls. Well, I, I yeah, like I, dungeon I, crawls too. I, I like the idea of dungeon crawls, but then when you actually in there doing them, then you're like, yeah. 
Mm. Well, I, I like. Yeah, it. I can't wait to get back to town. It's yeah. like right. well, I, I do you like a, a dungeon crawl that's well written and well done. Right, like, it was like we had so much fun with the ruins of Castle Greyhawk, or rather, what was it? What was the original called in ninety? Was it Greyhawk Ruins? Greyhawk Ruins. Well, it wasn't the re- most recent one. It was Return. Return. Okay. Well, I know we had a, g- a great time with that, and we spent, we probably played that for a good year, year and a half. Almost the entire time Eric was in the Army. Right. That's what me and Brian and Pat and Pete did with Mike as the DM. And we had a great time doing that, and it was lots of almost like house-to-house combat instead of house-to-house. Like order was, and search by twos. It was, it was room to room. Right. You know, and there were some rooms where we'd bust in just waiting, and it was, it was empty. Like, whew. Okay, and you move on to the next room, and you you accumulate enough loot and wealth that you know we got too much to carry around. We need to go back to town and mm-hmm. try and sneak this past the city guard so they don't we don't have to pay taxes on it. But okay, that that was a fond memory of a dungeon crawl. Let me take it the other way, Dragon Mountain. That's what I was going to say. You got to be going to Dragon Mountain. That was terrible. Or Under Mountain. Well, I don't see. I don't know about well Under Mountain. I think the the one thing about Under Mountain that was not enjoyable was one. I don't think Mike's heart was in it. I don't think Mike Mike wanted to do it at all. Mike sabotaged. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I, well, the thing about they could not hear the shrug. <laughs> the thing, <laughs> the thing about Undermountain was that, as written, Undermountain's boring. It's empty. It's mostly empty because yeah. they want you to fill it with right. stuff. And Mike, yeah. Mike wasn't willing to do that. And I'm not blaming Mike. That's that's a lot to do right. to expect. Of, and I think it's unrealistic to expect, honestly, that a dungeon is going to have, have every room's going to have something in it. Because if you go in one room and you're fighting an Umber Hulk and the owl bears next door have got to hear it, you know they're going to come over and see what's going on. And that's the old uh, first edition like Gygaxian dungeon crawl. Totally right. random. So it, it probably would make more sense that as you go into a, a place like Undermountain. That it's mostly going to be empty. You know, that's a little more realistic. But I had I had played Greyhawk before, whereas Greyhawk was almost every room had something in it, whether it was a monster or there was some kind of puzzle or you know something going on in there. Dungeon crawling could almost be a topic on its own. Yeah, I, I, we could probably Ooh. bring that up because yeah. I was going to bring up uh, Mark Castle, and I think we had a lot of fun. <laughs> One of Mike's <laughs> personal faves. We had a lot of fun with it. gloating but, now. <laughs> but I do remember there was lots of. Mother, you know that kind of stuff. Well, there was a lot. That's of, because Eli Tomarest kept popping up. Sure. Do you want to know what was bad about that adventure for you guys? It was not ordered like a standard dungeon where first level is equal to your level, and then the deeper you go, sure. the higher level is. It, it was, was all bad. mixed up. You know, right from the get go, you're fighting you know big golems and things like that that were out of your league. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and that was meant to make you run away. You know, so you'd fight hard stuff, easy stuff, hard stuff. You know, there was no rhyme or reason to it, and that's why I liked about it. Yeah, I, it was more of a realistic feel. Uh, Although the uh, banning of the Gollum scarabs really hurt all that, because uh, remember, because in second and third edition there were scarabs you could buy, like Scarab of Gollum Bane or something like that, which allowed you to hit a Gollum and hurt them. Right. And Mike outlawed them before we even got there. (laughs) How are you supposed to hit something that can't be hit? They can't be hit. It's the scarabs made them too easy to be destroyed. Right. So, all right. So, as long as none of the good guys get stuff that we can't get, that's. Or none of the bad guys get stuff we don't get. Dungeon crawls are definitely combat heavy. I think by mm-hmm. yeah by their nature, that's yep. the, they're designed. And the, for the, the role playing definitely, like I started to say earlier, as far as uh, Castle Greyhawk went, the role playing all took place when we'd leave and go back to town. I mean, after we had pretty much done everything that we wanted to do in that dungeon, we pretty well ignored it and went back to uh, our characters anyway. Went back to starting their lives and building homes and buying businesses and doing. That's Which where all the, was outside the adventure. And that was, right, and that was all role playing. That was all. Us, you know, maneuvering our chess pieces and doing the things that we were going to do. Spending your loot. Stabbing each other in the back and that kind of stuff. So. Right. And, you know, the funny thing is, whenever 
you'd go through a, a dungeon crawl. Let's say, and I, I keep bringing up cons because that's like the perfect con thing. If you ever try to inter- interject role play into your dungeon crawl, people look at you and go, "What the f- are you doing? Why are you role playing? We're we're we're, we're searching this room." You know, I. Uh, we, it's because they're in it for the prize, and you know, to get to the end, you have to do it a yeah. certain way. Uh, not so much with us because we do it, but if you're if you're gaming with people you don't know and they're just there for the loot, you know, you get that feeling of you know, why are you interacting with me like this? You know, why are you talking to me? Because like technically, this? you're you're up their game, <laughs> really, by doing it that way. Yeah. So okay, is there a perfect mix? Is there a perfect mix of combat and role play? I that depends th- on the player. Uh, well, sure. I, and I kind of think that's what we're doing right now with our D&D game that Mike's running. I, I think our pirate campaign is a perfect blend of role-playing and combat. I mean, I, I think if we had more like four or five hours to play instead of two or three, like we usually have now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we would probably, it, it might tilt one way or the other, but it would still be a week-to-week thing rather than, I, and I really think right now it, it is more on a night-to-night basis. It's balanced. I got a question. I, I think if we have less time to role play or less time in a given evening we probably role play more than we do combat because combat does tend to take up a big chunk what's right. easier mike to plan for to i guess plan i should for? say yeah because my knee that jerk, is a good question my knee-jerk reaction would be the combat the combat yeah. but i don't think so how would you plan for the role play because you don't know how that character is gonna well, no you got to plan act. for npcs oh well people's that's motivations. True. right right well, a lot of that though can just be you just come up with that you on can't the fly go off the cuff, but if you want to do tough. a long-term campaign sure you know and then or at the very least no. you got to go back and and track all the stuff that we the, the players did. I'm yeah. po- I'm positive the combat's easier to plan for. Like the stuff I the role playing stuff I plan for today. I've been working on for weeks. Yeah, and yeah. just for one session, it really doesn't show. It's, it's garbage. his character will die tonight. <laughs> yeah, drown. Something funny Jones. that I, I another a podcast group uh, said in one of their forums was that they do actual play podcasts. Cool and. That'd be cool. Uh, it, it sounds cool. I debate its coolness. <laughs> no. I'm going to go it's, on record and say that right it, now. It depend- yeah. I think we would do a very good actual play because I think we're, I don't know, I just I know don't our personality. I don't want to edit that. But no, no. But the the game master put on the on a message board when I was having a conversation with him, and he said it's the easiest way for me to do social stuff, and and because that way I can I can play my character and the NPCs, and everybody can do and say this and this and that, and then I can go back and listen to it and go note 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 and write it all down you know they don't have to take notes when they're when they're actually doing it because they're recording it so mike needs to get a little tape recorder for this no, no, just, he just it, needs something better than the drop phone that he owns he could use an iphone to do that well, yeah how else is he going to call his drug contact <laughs> <laughs> hey my uh, iphone multitasks oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so the social aspect of it that's my my biggest hang up with ro- running a game is remembering the minute details that come out because unlike mike who plans for three weeks for one night's stuff he, you know he's been planning for weeks for just a, what we're doing tonight i'll plan like an outline of what i'm gonna do and then i come up with a shit off the fly and, and you gotta and then i gotta to remember, remember what we've done but it's hard to remember what you've done because yeah, I'll, I'll say something and the, and somebody will go with it and then i'll be like what did i say you know and it, I'll I have to, know. I've, I've been there i've yeah. been there in, in one of your games i've been there yeah, yeah. so and it's like you know i don't want to up the rhythm by stopping and writing down notes 
you know so it's it's it, it's tough and then that's one of my biggest hang-ups like i said is going back and going you know what did i say how did i do that am i going to be able to continue that going along these lines and going along with with mike's mike's post for the sea princess campaign on greyhawkery.blogspot.com see i had to get that plug in <laughs> uh, he mike does write-ups of the fluff the role-playing aspect what i think would be interesting one night for a combat to do like a like a baseball box score of combat i think i think that would be kind of interesting yeah i just blew his mind be... <laughs> blew his mind yeah. uh-oh we're gonna start doing fantasy fantasy role playing. <laughs> fantasy fantasy we're getting into like inception <laughs> recursion here soon and we're not going to be able to get out <laughs> so the popular consensus is that there is possibility for a perfect mix as long as you have willing game master willing players of combat and, and role play and none of us really prefer one over the other, except Sean, who loves uh, the combat more. <laughs> and it shows. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> it depends on your characters. Like, I personally, I loved the combat from our Mutants and Masterminds campaign. Right. Because that's kind of what, in a in a superhero game, that's kind of what your character is, is geared for. Yeah, you want to sure. use their abilities. Yeah, you want to use their powers. Right. So, and, I mean, most of the time your powers are, are combat-driven in that game. Right. But I think the, the rules kind of get out of the way as far as combat is concerned. So it, it's you're, you don't feel encumbered. Right. So I think that system works, and, th- and that campaign I thought worked really well because it seemed like every night we had some kind of a, a skirmish. Well, you know we why? That's because we had the danger room. Every comic book, I always would uh, do a session like it was a comic book, and you know, every comic book has to have some kind of battle in it. Or some, otherwise, some sort of you know, if you read a comic book that didn't have some kind of fight in it or a skirmish, yeah, then you'd you're, be cheated. You're reading some chick mag. You're reading Archie. Archie. There's only one. There's one comic that pulled that off, and that was the sword. And it did dialogue book. Then the next issue was a combat book. Right. And it was awesome. Yeah. I highly recommend it to anyone. Pick up the trades. The sword from Image. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we had a pretty good cross-section of what uh, what we like here. So I think we can go with that. Excellent. Well, Game, I, games are good. Ga- what? Games are good. Games are good. <laughs> <laughs> games are bad. <laughs> so, all right. I guess we'll wrap it up here. And we'll see you guys next week. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Gamers Table. And like us on Facebook. You have been listening to Gamers Table, brought to you by Side Tangent Productions. Visit us at www.gamerstable.com. Products and intellectual properties discussed during this podcast are the properties of their respective owners. This production is for entertainment purposes only. Any commercial broadcast is prohibited without the express consent from Side Tangent Productions.